0: Hello and welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at Wide Teams.com and on Twitter at Wide Teams. This is episode 57. I am your host Avdi Grimm. This episode of the Wide Teams podcast is made possible by generous support from Argyle, offering professional services with a niche focus in QA strategy and automated web testing. You can find out more about Argyle at a-r-r-g-y-l-e dot com. My guest today is Ezekiel Templin of Paper Cavalier. Ezekiel, thank you so much.
1: Uh, thank you, Avdi.
0: Tell me a, a little bit about yourself. Uh, where where you are? What you're doing?
1: I am in northwestern Pennsylvania in a small town called Meadville. I am primarily right now working on uh, large-scale Ruby projects that interact with all different forms of APIs that have to do with dealing books online. Nice. And you are – so you're you're up in northwestern
0: Pennsylvania, and, and I'm guessing that that is not the uh, – Global
1: headquarters of a vast corporation? It is not, no. Um, I'm working, uh, Paper Cavalier has offices in uh, Brooklyn and in London. Um, so we have a pretty distributed team um, in that sense, too. Um, it, and the, the company was sort of founded to be as sort of capable of doing international operations as, as possible. Um, so everyone at the company is pretty used to interacting on a daily basis you know, over whatever form of communications we, we want to. So how does that, like, uh, well, how long have you been doing that? How long have you been working with them remotely? Since mid-July. I, I'm actually pretty new there, and I spent most of August and September sort of traveling to the offices Okay. Um, to meet everyone in person, which is um, has, was really nice and, and helps, I think, to sort of put, uh, you, you can see people's faces in the video chat, but to actually be able to make eye contact, with mm-hmm. them and to be in the same room was uh was awesome but we use sort of Google Hangouts quite a bit and uh, especially in the mornings for like daily standups and um campfire all day long mm-hmm. um and that's 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 great we, we actually have quite a f- quite a few members of the like our non-technical side are interacting with us on campfire which is is great for me to be able to sort of we have a sort of like a water cooler room that everybody in the company is welcome to interact on, and it's kind of a it's, it's pretty great way of getting to know people without, you know, um, actually being in the same office with them. So,
0: and so you you, um, you actually do get the non-programmers in there.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The non-programmers basically run our business. Like we're really at the behest of, um, you know, that because we deal with sort of a lot of international shipping. You know, the 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 technical side of it is really just to enable them to be able to keep up with volume and to do the volume that, you know, to help the company become successful. So it's, um, it's, it's key that they're involved and that they let us know and then let us know when there are issues and and feel comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. That's, that's awesome. And then do you have other developers that you work with? The, the co-founder of the company, uh, Khan Ansari is, uh, is the other programmer that I'm working with uh, basically all day, every day. And when you say working with, how closely do you work together? We pair, I guess, probably 75% of the time that we're programming. When I was in London, we set up an Ubuntu box at the office there. And um, we I actually SSH into that and we use Tmux and Vim. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've been we actually have open sourced our dot files. Which are still a major work in progress um, uh, that we're using on that box, and that uh, but I think I believe both of us have now started to use on our, our uh, development machines as well.
0: Oh very cool. Yeah. Now is this your first remote gig, or how you been doing this already?
1: I've, I've worked remotely for uh, off and on for the past seven years or so, but not um, remote pairing. Um, that's a new experience for me. Like I, I, basically, I started using them when, um, and Tmux for that matter, when I started working here, just because there's no real alternative. I mean, outside of the terminal, there's no real alternative that I found that could deal with the latency of inter- you know, interacting across the ocean. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that adds in some extra latency that screen sharing and whatnot can't I really overcome just yet. Yeah, it's true. Uh now do you find you're able to actually
0: take keyboard control over the uh, over the wire effectively?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Let's talk about other tools. We we talked briefly in the in the pre call a little bit about the fact that you have a new wireless headset for uh for your communications needs. And uh I'm sort of on the perpetual search for a decent a decent wireless headset for my own work. Uh so uh let's talk about that a little bit. What did you
1: get? I got a a set of the Corsair 2000. I think Vengeance maybe part of the name. I don't know. They're all uh, all the gaming headsets have ridiculous ridiculous names. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and uh, and and
0: and it's funny, but the the gaming headsets turn out to be some of the best ones for for this type of work, don't they?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for long term use, like I don't want to have to change the headphones that I'm wearing to no longer like when I'm when I'm done with a call or I'm done with a pair session it's kind of nice to be able to just you know um, turn on music right afterwards and not have to deal with any kind of uh, lower quality mm-hmm. um, one thing that I really like about this set is that the the the, the boom on the mic when it's raised um, to the up position it basically acts as a mute mm-hmm. which is which is pretty nice the, the wireless range is not as good as they they sort of the specs give, but that's to be expected, I think. Right. But out, out of the box, it comes with a USB extender for the little wireless um, uh, wireless USB stick. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been putting it pretty high kind of in the, in the room, and mm-hmm. it it's, extends it to probably reliably 20 feet with no obstructions, more like 15 width. Mm-hmm. What's the battery life like on those? I haven't been using it long enough to really to really say, but I probably they say they say 10, I would say probably I uh, I've had to recharge it after 6 or 7. It, it'll start giving giving like an indicator. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or you can charge them while you're using them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and you can um you plug it works over USB as well as um the wireless setup. So
0: nice. Yeah. because so that's one of the most frustrating things I've, I've seen. I, I've, I've, I've gone through so many headsets. Um, you know, and, and some of them, they all had their, their issues, you know, and one of the things that I saw was, was, you know, headsets that once they were done for the day, you had to just stick them on the charger because they wouldn't, they wouldn't run while they were charging. And
1: yeah. And, uh, yeah.
0: you know, and I, I don't know about you, but I have to have a wireless headset. I just, you know, when I like, if nothing else, I can't think without pacing around
1: sometimes. <laughs> I this is that's exactly why I got why I got these. I this is my first, I guess, full on wireless headset. I've used earpieces and stuff before, um, but I, I'm also a pacer, and it's it's really nice to not have to say, "Okay, I'll be back in a second To do that, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I mean, I like to walk and talk, and and. Uh... And you, you just have to have a wireless headset for that. Plus, I just hate when the wires get tangled up in my in my chair.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cool. It's uh, I, I'm gonna have to put that on my list of like next one to try. I tried one of the high end uh, Logitech yeah gaming headsets, like that their best wireless headset, and um, wasn't very comfortable, and it broke really, really, really quickly. Uh, apparently, I have a gigantic head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, That was a major concern of mine. I w- was sort of trolling the uh Amazon reviews looking for uh um any mention of people with big heads, um, you know, <laughs> complaining about being tight. But these are these are these are really uh comfortable for 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 me, I guess. That's uh, that's
0: good. Yeah. That was the other problem with the Logitechs was that they were just you know, because they were I guess the size for someone smaller than me, they uh they were just super tight. And Yeah. That that gets old after a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With a vice grip on your head. You exactly. Know? Yeah, it's like it's just squeezing your, your brain all day. Yeah. I mean, I've tried various Bluetooth headsets. I have had very little luck with the Bluetooth headsets. It seems like none of them want to behave with a computer very well.
1: Yeah, that's – Um. I mean, I, I've had very little luck with Bluetooth with my phone. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know yes. what it is. <laughs> Like, I, I have, you know, pretty large hands, and so, like, most of them are made to be, you know, fit, to be real small and to be in your ear, and I, I don't, I just, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah.
0: For, for my uh, tablet, I, I recently picked up a Blue Parrot headset, which is, like, the old-style, like, call center headset, you know, that that has a, an earpiece for one side and an actual boom that goes out in front of your, your mouth. And, oh, okay. and I like the fact that it's got... Great battery life. I mean, I think it's supposed to, it's rated for like 20 hours or something like that. It's huge. Right. But, um, you know, it's, they're never perfect. It's, it's, uh, it's not as, quite as comfortable as I'd like. Right. Um, it's the, the head and the vice thing again. And, and yeah, it's just never quite right. Oh, uh, anyway. So, uh, well, while, while we're on the topic, are there any other bits of, of technology that are essential for,
1: for your remote work? I mean, really, uh, Google Hangouts, is is incredibly nice for doing our stand ups and there there are you know gonna be problems but for for a free service it's just it's just phenomenal like i i uh, like the, the ability to use it on my phone now as well has been's yes. been great yeah that's been uh it's just been sort of it really enables uh, sometimes i want to be outside in the morning and drinking a coffee when we're doing our stand ups and I can do that without having to move my computer and the interface. I, I, we haven't really played too much yet with some of the sort of apps, but we we did we've done some presentations over screen sharing with it, and it's so it's so seamless. It's just great. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And
0: the the screen sharing is is surprisingly performant compared to like the Skype cr- screen sharing. I've I or or some other things like even like GoToMeeting and stuff like that. I, I delivered a talk over a Google hangout recently and uh, the folks on the other end were surprised at how fast the slides came through compared to, I forget what it was that, that they were used to using. I think it was probably GoToMeeting or something, but, but uh, they were really surprised by how fast the screen sharing was. So yeah, I've been pretty impressed with that. And it's, it's, it's so great. And I, I highly recommend to anyone who, that, that has the resources, if you can get a tablet for it, you know, that it's like, then you have this, this comms device that you can take with you anywhere and, and, and have everybody's face up there yeah that's uh
1: there's been uh i think the first meeting that we did over it i i had a little bit of a cold and the, the only problem that i've ever had with it is uh i, I sneezed and immediately become large screen you know in front of everybody Oh, <laughs> and, and re- realizing like oh man i need to like you know Wipe my nose. And not, yeah, I you know, <laughs> think of, like, I have to wait long enough for this to pop back down to the person. <laughs> yeah, and you know, everyone's laughing, so it's sort of you know it's a technology issue, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 that that feature in and of itself. I mean, with the exception of sneezing, is 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 great. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh,
0: and I have to say the uh, the the reindeer horns and and monocles have really livened up some some morning stand ups for me.
1: Yeah, our, our one of our first all nighters. Um, when I was in London, we we were we were interacting with people uh, in Lo- uh, in New York, and that definitely came came into play. Just having everybody trying out new headsets and or new uh new uh, ornaments, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, kind of a way to keep it fun.
0: So, do you have to do a lot of uh schedule stretching to work with the folks in London?
1: Um, yeah. And we're, we're still kind of figuring that part out. I, I have, uh, my entire life have sort of been a, a, a night person. Mm-hmm. So I generally am working pretty, like I'm, I'm kind of in line with a London schedule more often than not, but there have been definitely been times when I want to be working at 9 PM Eastern and have to think, okay, well it's gonna be in the afternoon there and how much can we actually pair if I'm doing that? But I it really hasn't been too much of an issue with with, with a couple of exceptions. Um, I think I think it's if if I'm not you know I'm not married and I don't have kids and I think if, if I did it would be a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. But I I'm still able to, you know, have a have a life outside of work and and work sort of a a, a London schedule. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Um it, it's, you know, it's eight o'clock at night there. And, uh, <laughs> we, we may be, uh, shooting in inter- or emails, you know, in the next couple of hours that will end, you know, it'll be midnight there. And, um, knowing that I'm probably not going to get a response and remembering why and sort of making sure that all of the important communication happens before, it's like everyone's basically asleep. Is mm-hmm. is definitely definitely key.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you just like remember what time it is there at this point, or do you have uh, some tools that have multiple clocks on them?
1: It's a it's a, it's a set in
0: memory now. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. You just sort of automatically do that offset in your head.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm um, it's definitely important. I, I tried a couple of different things to see to set up like having multiple clocks, but, um, it became more confusing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. until, until daylight savings time comes and then I'm completely screwed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, um, I've, I've tried to get my transition myself over to 24 hour time to, to make those mental calculations easier. Have you ever done that? Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, That's what I'm doing now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have
0: all your clocks set to 24 hour. Yeah. Cool. At least phone and uh computer. Right. Nice, so what kind of things what kind of things outside of work does does you know you sort of choosing where you want to work from what does that enable for you as uh, you know you know a lot of people do it because they want a certain amount of flexibility in their personal lives
1: basically i I lived in in Philadelphia for eight years and was paying about two thousand dollars a month for a loft mm-hmm. and I can live here and pay next to nothing. I mean, it's just, a, it's a matter of like, it's a cost of living I- issue. Um, and I, I probably will end up moving to London, but the, the, which is even more expensive than, than Philadelphia or New York. But it's nice to be able to, I think, choose, uh, you know, how much you want to spend to live without having to choose how much you want to make, I guess, would be the most concise way of saying that. Like it's, uh, uh, I, in terms of job opportunities in the in the, in the tech world here, mm-hmm. um, the, the previous job that I had when I was, I was working, sort of split between home and an office, it was, you know, they're, they're, they were they were basically the the only job in the area that I could have worked at. Uh, you know. So, to be able to work with new and interesting people all over the world. I don't know, and 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 not have to spend money on travel or living. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just great.
0: That's awesome. Now, how did you get hooked up with uh, with Paper Cavalier?
1: I guess uh, Hakan and I had sort of we were we were both contributing to Faraday, and I've been his projects came up often in my in my searches on GitHub, and. Um, I'd always sort of, I'd, you know, been interested in what he was doing. And when I saw that there was a company attached, I, uh, I guess, I think maybe on via Twitter or something, he was going to a conference and said, if anyone is interested at in the conference, come and talk to me. And I, I messaged him and said, Hey, I'm not at the conference, but I'm, I'm interested. And, um, we kind of started the interview process there. Um, that was, uh, a, really uh, twitter Twitter was really i guess what what started it mm. twittering twitter and github mm-hmm. um, th- there we we did we did phone interviews and i I talked a bit with the team in New York as well beforehand but i i I also worked for them as a uh, as a, on a, on contract for a month while while I was sort of finishing up my obligations at the other company um which was which was nice um okay yeah. Cool. Uh,
0: now is that, so if, if somebody else wanted to kind of follow in your, in, in, well, you know, do the same kind of thing and get, get, uh, get themselves hired remotely, um, is that the direction you'd point them to get involved in open source and, and, uh, and on, on Twitter?
1: I'm probably not as involved on Twitter. Um, but with open source, absolutely. I think, uh, like having, a, a GitHub, a GitHub account with some actual code in it that, you know, even if it's even if you're just starting out that shows you know I, yes i i know what testing is and i understand the basic uh constructs and, and best practices of of whatever language you're working with mm-hmm. um i think that's 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 totally key and it it also allows i in a way allows you to show maybe the topics and, and some other ideas that you're interested in like i have i've created projects for the weirdest stuff um and Whereas like 10, or not 10, five years ago, I may not have put them online. They might have just kind of laid waste in my, in my computer. Putting them out there when, 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 if you, if you are looking for work it allows someone to come in and say, oh man, this person is actually, you know, interested in things outside of, you know, some, some specific topic. Right. But yeah, that's, uh, I would definitely say that getting involved in open source is, is key. Um, for so many, so many reasons, but yeah, in terms of getting hired, I think it helps.
0: Cool. Any general tips for, uh, for people working remotely?
1: Patience at first. (laughs) I think, um, not getting frustrated. It's, it's very easy to get frustrated with technology and which, which can, I think sometimes color your perspective on, uh, the communication in general. So you, it, it, be, have Being patient with the technology that you're using is sort of, I think, in hand in hand with being patient with the people that you're working with. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes phones drop, sometimes Skype crashes, you know, sometimes the video gets weird, sometimes TMUX will lock up. Like there's, there's just things that happen, and I think that not associating those problems with the people mm-hmm. is key, um, which seems like common sense, but I know personally, uh, there have been times where I'm like, "Why is this guy doing this thing?" Right. You know? um, but it's not. <laughs> He's not.
0: <laughs> Why doesn't he know how to use internets?
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, aside from that, I, I mean, I guess a tip that I would like to tell myself is to remember to sleep. <laughs> uh, the closer I get to thirty, the harder it is to to function without without uh, sleep. And. Yeah. Uh, that's really, I mean, sleep is important. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I, there's something, um, I guess when I went, when I was traveling to our offices, it really, uh, it was really, it impacted our remote communications in a positive way. Like there's something about actually hanging out with a person in real life that I think adds to their, uh, to, to, to like hanging out over Google, like, There's something to that to actually be making eye contact with somebody while you're speaking with them, which I think that's one of the biggest problems with video chat. And it's insurmountable, I'm sure. But like is to not actually be able to make like look into somebody's eyes when you're talking with them Mm -hmm. and have them know that you're looking in their eyes. You know, yeah, I try to stare at the mic when I'm when we're we're video chatting, when I'm speaking so that it seems like that's like I am looking at them. But, you know, it is a trade off there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I've actually thought about that sometimes. I've wondered if, if there's some clever, clever solution to that problem, something to do with, with image processing or something that, that could, you know, that could compensate for the fact that if you're looking, I mean, if you're looking at their eyes on the screen, then you're not looking at the camera. And so it looks like you're not looking at their eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cause I definitely think that eye contact is such a huge, like ingrained part of our, of, of human communication that. That's the one thing I think is definitely lacking.
0: Google needs to solve that problem next.
1: Google, please solve that next. Maybe Google goggles will do that. <laughs> yeah,
0: they need a instead of instead of monocles and and reindeer horns, they need a they need a little Google Hangout app that'll Photoshop the your face to make it look like you're looking straight at, at the person in front of you or that you're you know talking to.
1: Yeah. Um. So that that would be, be the other thing we did. Definitely eye contact or. If it's possible, eye contact.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Ezekiel, before I let you go, where can people find out more about you and your company online?
1: I am at GitHub, uh, and Twitter and many other sites under the name EZKL. Um, and the company is paper, cavalier.com.
0: And, uh, you mentioned that you've put your, uh, your dot files up.
1: Yeah, those are at uh, paper cavalier on GitHub at papercavalier slash dot files. They were updated yesterday. I mean, we're, we're 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 definitely a work in progress.
0: Awesome. Well, Ezekiel, thank you so much for your time. All right, thank you. And that's our show for today. Hope you've enjoyed it. To subscribe to the show if you haven't already, or to check out more interviews and articles about remote work, go to wideteams.com. You can also find the show in the iTunes Music Store, where reviews are always very welcome. The Wide Teams podcast is distributed under, under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-commercial Share alike 3.0 license. Our music is by Giles Bouquet. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm signing off